Now, Paul Thomas Anderson's part of a wave of American film directors, David Fincher, and um, not sorry, not just Americans, the English guy Christopher Nolan's in there as well that have done really well with uh, big widescreen films and made them quite arty. Uh, and there's a few others, Coen Brothers obviously uh, fall into that, even though they predate it by a, a good decade or so. And for me, the most naturally talented filmmaker of the lot is Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, he arrived with uh, pretty much pitch-perfect boogie nights, uh, overreached with still stunning Magnolia, um, and then reached his apex for me with There Will Be Blood, possibly the best American film of the last 20 years, uh, uh, an incredible film. And since then, um, I haven't seen Punch Drunk Love, but The Master came out recently and wasn't probably about three years ago. And I thought that was a really great film. Flawed, a little bit flawed, uh, not quite as good as, as uh, There Will Be Blood, but um, it was still an incredible film. And he's now returned with the first ever adaption of a Thomas Pynchon novel, Inherent Vice. And Thomas Pynchon is one of these uh, J.D. Salinger mystery characters, except he writes good books. His, I think, last photograph of him is from the 60s, and no one's got any photographic record of him since, even though there's a rumour he's in this film. And he wrote uh, one of his most throwaway novels, Pynchon's most famous for Gravity Rainbow, a 1960s novel uh, which is one of the densest and toughest to read in all of literature. And this is a much more throwaway novel. It was a, a, a look at... Um, the uh, sort of almost Elmore Leonard via Big Lebowski sort of idea of this stoner detective becoming embroiled in a in a Chinatown. It says lots of references in a Chinatown sort of uh, land grab, come political machinations story uh, that involves uh, this stoner detect uh, private detective um, taking on a case from his ex girlfriend. Uh, relating to the disappearance of uh, or impending disappearance of her wealthy boyfriend because the wife is is going to try and get him locked away in a mental asylum and it stars uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the detective who is um, broadly relatable to the Big Lebowski main character Um, it's also got Catherine Waterstone as his hippie chick girlfriend Reese Witherspoon, Benicio Del Toro, who turns up as he is wanting to do for virtually no reason. He's done that in quite a few films. And most notably, Josh Brolin, who gives a performance that should have got him nominated for an Oscar. He is absolutely outstanding in this film as a hard-nosed, hippie-hating cop that um, has a very complex relationship with Joaquin Phoenix that isn't solely negative. Um, it's, it's a really interesting characterization. I loved every second of him being on screen. Um, the plot is, uh, I'm not going to describe it further. I'll just go into my thoughts about the film. I think he's uh, a masterpiece director, which is why it was so painful for me to, to think that this is by far his worst film. I haven't seen Punch Drunk Love. Um, And I do have this doubt in my mind, and I'm going to watch it again, that this may end up being a classic. It may end up being a cult classic, like The Big Lebowski, which didn't get good reviews when it came out. Um, It was only after the fact. The problems with this film are to watch the first time through. The plot is incredibly complicated. Think Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy convoluted. Uh, where you're constantly trying to work out which one of the people he's talking about, what their relationship to the story is. 
the Joaquin Phoenix character doesn't take on board one case. He takes on three, which uh, the level of uh, complexity to the plot may well work in a novel a few hundred pages long that you spend hours on. But it's just too complicated for the film. The other thing is, is that most of the dialogue is often mumbled, um, which makes it even harder to comprehend what's going on. I actually felt towards sort of like two thirds into this two and a half hour plus movie that it was reminding me of the feeling I had watching Boyhood. It was interminable. Uh, a lot of the scenes were very repetitious. Uh, there's only so many times you really need to see Whacking Phoenix smoking a joint. Um, it features, I think, Joanna Newsom, the uh, the recording artist, has got a beautiful speaking voice, but they use her narrative of Pynchon's dialogue almost continually throughout the film, which is sometimes very uneasy the way it's sort of melded together. Um, I didn't think that the uh, by the end the plot itself, which I struggled to follow, was satisfying enough. I didn't feel like um, that I that I got anywhere. Lot there's brilliant things about it. The soundtrack is superb. Uh, the cinematography is beautiful. The acting is excellent. Wacking Phoenix is great. Catherine Waterstone's great, uh, and in particular. Um, Owen Wilson turns up as well, and he's kind of Owen Wilson as he always is. And Josh Brolin is epic, absolutely a brilliant characterization, up there with J.K. Simmons' uh, Oscar-winning turn in Whiplash. Um, those things are all great, but um, I really struggled to follow it. I really struggled to stay entertained by it. It's funny as on too few occasions. Um, and I really think it's a terrible misfire from one of the most talented directors in the world. Maybe once I've watched it again and I'm not focusing on the story and I'm instead enjoying the mood and the moments and the ambience and the cinematography and the individual scenes, that it will take on a different feeling for me. So I'm definitely going to watch it again. But tragic to say, I'm going to give Inherent Vice 6 out of 10. And this catalogue album now i'm going to review the new kevin mcdonald thriller which seems to have bombed uh, inexplicably black sea not even getting a release here um but before that i'm going to do an apology to inherent vice i reviewed it last week i'm not sure if i've done a, a re-review so quick uh, i gave it six out of ten i'm a massive paul thomas anderson fan massive whacking phoenix fan but i thought it was a terrible i didn't think it was a terrible film but i thought it was his worst film by some margin uh, that it was way too complex, way too mumbly, and a really quite torturous watch to get through and unsatisfying at the end. I watched it, I gave myself a caveat, which was, this, is this going to be the kind of film that I watch again or watch a few years later and actually love? And I did, I actually loved it the second time around. The only thing I can put to it is the second time around I paid no mind to the story at all. And I watched it by the same sort of way I'd watch a David Lynch movie, which was, it's a very immersive film. And I just focused on being in the atmosphere and a lot of the stuff that happened wasn't necessarily linearly connected to satisfying story elements. And instead of it being sort of like a big Lebowski, which is a good example of a film that didn't really get a lot of kudos when it came out for the Coen brothers, but grew into a cult film. Um, I actually thought it was better to watch this as something like either a David Lynch film or... In particular, something like The Wonderful, The Long Goodbye, an early 1970s uh, Detective Marlowe uh, detective film uh, with Elliot Goulding, 
which was, I think, Peter Weir, or was it Bogdanovich? I think it was Peter Weir, but I thought that film was amazing, and that got rubbished on release. And I could see why. Um, a lot of what's great about it isn't isn't sort of necessitized by a dynamic storyline or action or anything like that. It's almost like you kind of float through these moods and, and moments and great individual scenes. And I really loved it this time around. I found myself much more drawn to Joaquin Phoenix's stoner character than I did the first time. Uh, I think his Catherine Waterstone is absolutely superb as his uh, hippie girlfriend. And I, I kind of like the fact that not only did I know what was going on, I felt like a lot of the characters didn't know what was going on fully. And I do kind of like that. Um, so I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten, two weeks after giving it six. This is uh, from Keith Colzer, a.k.a. Chief.